Welcome to St. Nick and the Big F*** Up, a holiday audio drama in six parts. This is episode one. I'm Phil Rickaby, the writer and performer of St. Nick and the Big F*** Up. If you enjoy this audio drama, please rate and review it at Apple Podcasts. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow along for updates at stnickandthebigfup.com. If you want to post about it on Twitter or Instagram, use the hashtag SaintNickFedUp. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Rickaby, and my website is philrickaby.com. If you like this audio play, consider dropping some change in my virtual tip jar. You'll find a link to that in the show notes. And hang around for just a minute at the end of the episode for some important credits. This has been a pretty terrible day. Merry fucking Christmas. The worst thing about all of this is that I'm not even supposed to be working today. I'm not supposed to be in the suit. I was so close. So close to making it through this little experiment without fucking things up. But here we are. So this is me, Nick. World champion fuck-up, full-time asshole, part-time mall Santa, which is ironic, because I don't even like Christmas. Christmas and I have not been on speaking terms for a long time. See, when I was a kid, my mom called me her little Santa Claus. I guess that's cute, and it made me feel kind of special. I mean, I thought Santa was pretty cool. We had the same name, and so that's fun. Until the kids at school found out. Now, I don't know exactly how, but since Mom threw out the little Santa Claus thing all the time, it wouldn't have been hard. Like, maybe someone was at the grocery store with their folks, and Mom called me Santa or something, and they heard. Next thing I know, it's all over school, and suddenly, I went from having a normal recess to spending those 13 minutes running for my life. And when the kids caught me, and they always caught me, I was nowhere near an athletic child. There was a whole litany of torments they would visit upon me. If they were feeling lazy, they might simply beat me up. On other days, a group of them might hold me down while one of them forced cookies into my mouth until I choked as they shouted that they were fattening me up for Christmas. Other times, they might tackle me and sit on me while they all read their Christmas lists. Seemed to me the possibilities were endless. So what makes a guy who has hated Christmas for pretty much his whole life put on the red suit and start doing the Santa thing at the local mall? Let me tell you, if you asked me a year ago, it would have seemed like the farthest thing from the realm of possibility, but here we are. But maybe it wasn't such a good idea, considering what happened today. Christmas Eve, the busiest day of the year at the mall, the worst day to be Santa. I heard the child before I saw him. He had been screaming bloody murder for the last 10 minutes. I saw him as he came into view, throwing an arm, flailing leg, kicking red face tantrum while being carried, if you could call it carrying, by his mother. She had him 
almost over her shoulder with one arm around his waist and the other trying to keep him from launching himself onto the floor. The child was, truth be told, too old for tantrums at about five years of age by my reckoning, but he was nevertheless in the middle of a full-on meltdown. His mother spoke to him as she approached, still somehow keeping him in her arms. She spoke as though she was afraid of him, her voice just a little too high. Now, Preston, she said, I told you we would see Santa soon, and there he is. See? I knew as soon as his mother started trying to carry her flailing child toward me that I did not want him anywhere near me. Somehow I sensed that this was not going to go well at all. But I couldn't know yet just how bad. Like I said, I am a part-time Santa. Not the main Santa, no, no. Santa Prime is a real bearded Santa with white hair, a beard to match, and actual rosy cheeks, with a jolly outlook that seems just too good to be true. Me? I wear a fake beard and I do my best to act jolly, and I'm never really sure I'm doing as well as I could. Most people have no idea what it's like wearing the red suit. They'll ask something like, aren't the kids all nightmares? But the truth is, it's almost never the kids that are the problem. It's the parents. Take a screaming kid, for example. Kids scream because they aren't ready to meet Santa. A bearded face is a strange face, and Santa's beard hides so much of his face that kids of a certain age just aren't sure if this shape in the red suit is actually a person. But too many parents just pick the kid up and plop him onto Santa's lap, the kid just screaming away. See, the parents are figuring that if they don't get that kid onto Santa's lap, then all of the time they spent in line is wasted time. And the kid is screaming and sweating and ready to just vomit out of fear. Given that you're dealing with children in a high-stress situation, when Santa has a bad day at the mall, it usually ends in piss or vomit. Or on a really bad day, shit. On an epically bad day, it might be all three. After a while, you get to the point where piss is nothing. It happens so often that it becomes just another Tuesday. You get pissed on and you're like, well, at least it's not vomit. Or if it is vomit, at least it's not shit. Even as a part-time Santa, I had my fair share of all three, and all of them were bad days. But none could compare with today. Like I said, I'm not supposed to be in the throne today. Christmas Eve is a Santa Prime Day, the last day for the mall to put its best Santa forward, and for Santa, the last day of his contract. But our Santa started throwing up the night before, and since you can't have Santa sitting in the castle on his throne with a bucket beside him, it was my time to shine on Christmas Eve. The day had been a trial. Everyone was in a foul mood, but nothing really terrible had happened. Until Preston and his mom. His mother was still desperately trying to keep the boy from falling as she hauled him towards me. The child was unmoved and continued his flailing meltdown, now 
writhing and twisting so much that his mother could barely keep hold of him. And for a moment, I thought she might drop him on the floor. She didn't. She dropped him on my lap. He didn't even seem to notice. His tantrum continued, arms flailing around my face, legs kicking. I did the only thing I could and launched into my usual patter. And what's your name, young man? Is it Preston? I think that's what I heard. Is that what I heard? How old are you, Preston? If the boy was at all aware of my presence, he showed no indication. Instead, continuing his complete screaming meltdown. Then, the thing I should have seen coming happened. He hit me. Whether he meant to or not, I couldn't tell. One arm hit me hard in the nose while the other slammed into my eye. Oh, Preston, we didn't mean to do that, did we? His mother said in her grating, high-pitched voice. Preston simply continued to scream and flail. I attempted to give Preston back to his mother, resisting the very real urge to just push him onto the floor. I managed to control that particular impulse, but I had to get the kid away from me. I heard someone say, that kid punched Santa, and someone else say, Santa's bleeding! And I was, profusely, from the nose. I tried again to give Preston back to his mother, trying to avoid any further contact with his flailing arms, when he kicked me in the nuts. Ooh. And that was chapter one of St. Nick and the Big F*** Up. You can find chapter two in one week. Music in this episode were excerpts from Krampus Workshop and Jingle Bells by Kevin McLeod, both released under a Creative Commons attribution license. Some sound effects in this episode were from zapsplat.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.